Merry Christmas. My name is Kevin Taylor. I serve as the pastor here at Silver Creek Church, and I'd like to thank you for welcoming us into your home for this special Christmas Eve. Tonight, I'd like us to start by looking at the very beginning of the Christmas story found in Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Tonight I would like us to look at four statements that take place in this conversation between the angel Gabriel and Mary. The first statement is this, do not be afraid. Now, sources don't tell us exactly what age Mary was, but they do tell us that in this first century in Galilee, that Jewish girls typically would marry or at least be betrothed between the ages of 12 and 13. This messenger Gabriel that appeared to Mary is mentioned three different times in the Bible. Each time, he's a messenger of good news. In his message to Mary, he speaks very positively, and yet naturally, she was quite afraid. In each of his appearances in Scripture, Gabriel found it necessary to tell people, don't be afraid. He must have been extremely frightening. The message that he brought to Mary was not a generic encouragement, but there were very specific things that he mentioned. He tells her that she's highly favored and that God is with her and that she should not be afraid. Now, I don't know about you, but an angel has never appeared to me before. But if it were to happen, I would imagine that I would be more than just a little bit nervous. The truth of the words that he spoke that night to Mary are words that echo throughout Scripture and are applicable to us as well today. Look at Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. It says, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So with confidence we say, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Friends, the Bible tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear. As we look in our society and our culture today, we realize that there is a tremendous amount of fear and uncertainty all around us. But I want to offer you a message of hope today and tell you that no matter what your circumstance is, 
you don't have to be afraid because God is with you. The Bible tells us that if God is for us, who can be against us? The second statement that I'd like us to look at is the statement, you are favored. On two different times during this conversation, the angel tells Mary that she is favored by God. I'm sure that Mary was quite perplexed. She probably wondered what she had done to earn God's favor. Now, we realize in the New Testament that there's nothing that we can do that earns God's, that earns God's favor, but yet God favored Mary to take on a specific task to give birth to the Savior. And that task would allow each of us to receive God's favor and God's blessing. I love what the book of Numbers chapter 6 says, beginning in verse 24, where he says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Friends, God desires to give us his blessing and his favor. That scripture in Numbers is a blessing of God's divine protection. He actually takes pleasure in us. And he is made available to us through his son Jesus, his grace and his mercy. Have you ever wondered what God really thinks of you? Have you ever thought to yourself, how could God love me after all I've done? Why would he be merciful and gracious to me? Tonight, we celebrate God's love for all mankind. And that love caused him to send his son Jesus, whom the angel Gabriel announced to Mary. And that favor that God had on Mary extends to you and I through the gift of his son. The third thing that I want us to look at is a question that Mary asked. She said, how will this be? Talk about your world being turned upside down. A moment ago, Mary was just a young girl that was engaged. Now she's being told that she is going to conceive and there is a sense of immediacy to the angel's message. But notice that Mary didn't question the truth of what the angel said to her. She didn't question the possibility that she could be favored by God. She didn't question that the child that she would bear would be great or that he would be called the son of the most high God or that he would sit on his father David's throne, King David's throne, and that his reign would have no end. Her concern was not theological in nature, but rather it was extremely practical. She wanted to know how this could possibly happen, and we read it in chapter 1 of Luke's Gospel, verse 34, where she says this, How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? She didn't question all the prophetic things. She merely questioned how. How can this happen? Because she could not see it. 
I'm not very married. I'm still a virgin. It's a very obvious thing. You know, you may not realize it tonight, but God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, the prophet says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. You might say, God, how are these things possible? Like Mary, you're looking at the very obvious realities of your situation, and you say, God, are, are you even aware of what my marriage looks like? God, have you, been, have you been looking at my life? Do you know that I haven't been working for the past six months? That I'm, I'm late on my bills? That I'm really facing foreclosure on my house or, or bankruptcy? God, do you understand, do you know, are you aware of the fact that my kids are a mess? That I'm in a, a dead-end relationship and I'm, I'm, I'm in a job that's not going to go anywhere? Are you aware, God, of the terrible things that I've done? I've made a dumpster fire out of my life. I don't deserve your grace. I don't deserve your mercy. How is it possible that you could have a plan for me? How is it possible that you could have a purpose for me that you would somehow care for me? The angel answered that question in the fourth and final statement that I'd like us to look at when he said, nothing is impossible. We read it in verse 37 of Luke 1. For no word from God will ever fail, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary looked at the physical reality. She looked at that situation and she thought that it looked impossible. There's no way that God could possibly uh, fulfill these promises or these plans for my life because she wasn't married yet, because she was still a virgin. But I want you to know that Mary didn't try to make these things happen. She didn't turn around and go and pressure Joseph or give him an ultimatum to get him moving. She didn't start looking for another guy. What she said was, God, may it be to me as you have said. She left it up to God to make it happen. Sometimes this can be a real problem for you and me. Maybe we think that God needs a little help in getting the job done. We, we say, okay, God, you have a plan, you have a purpose. I'll just kind of nudge it along. We become impatient, and we feel like we need to help God along. Remember, the Bible says that with God, a day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as a day. The plan of salvation, the scripture says, has been put in place since before the world began. God is nothing if not patient, and he is able to bring about the purposes and plans that he has for our life. Tonight we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Mary couldn't imagine how it was possible that God could make these promises happen, and yet we see that in the life of her son Jesus, over 300 prophecies were fulfilled. Tonight you might be wondering, 
How can God ever make these purposes or plans that he has for my life a reality? And the answer is this, nothing is impossible with God.